welcome to Soulcast. Really appreciate you doing this. Appreciate your time. Um, yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, brother. My pleasure. Um, I, I think it's imperative to mention. Uh, I mean, the reason that I even know of you is uh, a viral video that I saw recently, where you are kind of breaking down the current world situation to a few. I don't want to say mindless people or individuals, but they are operating in the paradigm that the media has created for them uh, regarding the whole COVID situation. And you have a, a bit of a spiel where you break down your views of the situation in a very um, interesting way. And you deliver it with such a, a force of, of speaking and a, a gravitas that really resonates uh, with people. And I think that that's what drew me to the video. Uh, but I really get along with what you were kind of talking about there. So why don't you speak a little bit about, about that uh, situation and, and how it came to be? So I've been studying um, geopolitics and uh, the way of the world because I'm a, a health practitioner and I've been healing my own gut and working on my own dysfunction or whatever's going on in my body and my mind. And um, I've, you know, called forth mastery in my own life. And uh, I see that the commons have been poisoned. And I worked in the Amazon as a medicine hunter. And I saw the destruction of the rainforest down there. And uh, we, um, I worked with an herbal company and we were called the solution for saving the rainforest by the Cousteau Society. We had a, um, uh, we had a relationship with the Indians who are the natural stewards of the land that are being displaced off their land from um, uh, cash crops as well as oil interests and um, lumber interests. And so mm. I realized that we couldn't really save the rainforest um, because, you know, oil, lumber and cash crops uh, were much bigger of an industry than, you know, healing people uh, with these very powerful sacred plants. And so I came out of the jungle after drinking ayahuasca with the Indians that we were working with, the Shipipo Indians. And I had, um, you know, very powerful visions. I'm sorry, but, you know, I'm pretty emotional right now because a lot of the shit that I'm going through and I'm taking a lot of flack and I've been on the front lines talking about, you know, yes. soil health and, and the health of the planet and, um, and really trying to affect change. And <clears throat> I had to study uh, geopolitics and understand how the world works and see what I'm up against because my heart was really in it. And, yeah. uh, and you know, I've done March Against Monsanto and I've, I've worked with Robert Kennedy Jr. and his, you know, foundation. He's, he's suing Monsanto and winning. He's suing Merck and the vaccine manufacturers and, and winning. And... <sighs> And I've just been trying to affect change. And, and I know that we're going through a huge global change right now. And I, I spoke about a quantum leap in human consciousness for many years in my lectures. And I didn't know how it was gonna roll out. <clears throat> People would always question me. And then lo and behold, we had the coronavirus uh, you know, fraud last year. Uh, it's basically a global takeover of this planet. And uh, yeah. and. Uh, the riots happened in my neighborhood in Los Angeles. I lived there for 25 years. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a muscle beach guy. I'm, 
you know, Gold's Gold's Gym in Venice, and and mm. you know, I'm a health guy. And then the 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 mayor Garcetti uh, locked up the beaches and told everybody they couldn't go to the beaches. And you know, I'm a primal animal, and I want to go in, in in the water, and I want to I want to experience life. And you you can't tell, you know, an animal he can't live. And so I got up at. Um, um, City Hall, May 25th uh, in Los Angeles and stood up for the rights and I got kicked out of my health food store where I buy food for my children for the past 30 years and, uh, um, you know, accosted by the locals who I was friends with telling me I have to wear a mask or I can't get out and I can't buy food for my children. And, and then the riots happened and they allowed them to, you know, burn buildings near my house and, and, uh, and it was all boarded up. So I had, to, you know, I had to get my family out, out, out there and the schools were open here in Arizona. So I came, I came out here and we settled in and, you know, the coronavirus went ballistic and, and I've been very vocal. And then I got censored all over the internet. I got censored on Instagram. I got, I, I got, I got a lot of censorship and, uh, and like my friend JP Sears, uh, you know, I rose up and I and I started speaking up and I, I have a community gardens project here that I'm working with and collaborating because food sovereignty, you know, food, water, shelter, and fire are the four human needs. And so we're focused on on basic fundamental principles. And uh, I showed up at a, at a garden meeting and there were two Mormons. Now I've traveled the world as a model and as an actor and then, uh, you know, working in the Amazon as a medicine hunter, and I've traveled extensively, and I I always liked you know Americans. You know, you see some missionaries, and they speak English, and you can interface with them. They don't mind debating you, right? Because they're trying to proselytize and 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 convince you about their religion and recruit you, blah blah blah. And I saw the destructive power of these missionaries that took the Indians away from their. Uh, their herbal knowledge, their, their knowledge of the forest. And they, you know, it was all word of mouth and they, they got them into reading books and vaccinating and, and they really fucked up the Amazon and, and, and fucked up those tribal structures. And, yeah. and I, it's not like I have a hatred for it or anything, but I'm down for debate. And yeah. when I, I'm so, so we're here in Arizona, I got, I got, uh, accosted by some Native American Indians that were here. They were basically little metrosexual guys from, from Scottsdale. <laughs> and, and they played the, the indigenous victim card on me and yep. filmed me and it went viral. And, you know, people asked me, they tried to cancel me and they, they asked me for an apology. And, uh, and I stood my ground on that viral video and, uh, was as, as cordial as possible. And so, um, I've already had flack out in there. And, and then the, the, the California is like double masking now. And we're out here in Arizona, we're living free and we're in the country and uh, people are showing up because this, this is a very powerful vacation spot and, and, and people want to come here. So people are coming here from California and they're wearing their double masks and nobody's wearing masks here. Not nobody, but you know, the mandates, nothing supersedes the Constitution of the United States of America, and the Constitution of the United States of America is God-given rights. It's just that this country has actually written them down on paper. And so 
I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm well versed in that, and I, and I speak up, and so I, I ask, why are you wearing the masks? You know, and uh, you know, in our society now, you can't question women, you can't question, you can't question anything, and, and God forbid you have a strong voice. You know, people yeah. want to take pot shots at that, at that, and, and cancel you. So there was only about 10% flack, and about 90% people loved what I had to say. And so I, I, I debated them on why are you wearing the masks and, 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 and the veracity of the COVID and what actually COVID is and how do you know you have it? And uh, obviously they hadn't really thought about that and they were just following orders from their quote unquote prophet. And, uh, you know, um, that was the scenario. So, you know, I feel that uh, my freedoms are being threatened and it is a psychological operation. And uh, because I've been accosted and I'm, I'm just a free human being trying to breathe air, I specialize in breath work and, and, and yoga and Qigong and, and you know, breath is the first form of oxygen. And so we just talked about that. And then uh, of course they didn't, you know, they didn't like that. People don't like to be challenged in this, in, in this world. People are not thinking for themselves, they're programmed. And, um, you know, I just opened up the dialogue and, uh, and uh, I think it's a very important topic uh, that we talk about. And I believe that the United States of America, because we, and I work with military intelligence officer right now, and the only reason that we're, this isn't a complete global takeover is because the United States has the second amendment, the right to bear arms and there's guns everywhere and they know that. And so I believe that, you know, the United States is the last vestiges of freedom and it's up to us. And if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the people that have their survival needs met are the only ones that can think about the future of humanity or anything kind of spiritual. Everyone else is just surviving. So I take, my responsibility uh, as a man, you know, I take that fucking shit seriously. And, and this is my only way of standing up and, and free speech still is fucking legal. And, uh, and so, you know, I just, I just think we're in a fucked up situation right now, man. And I'm, I'm just trying, you know, I'm just trying to hold it together you know, do what's right in my heart and, and speak up for other people. Well, I think everyone that's ever seen your work in any capacity really appreciates that. And, you know, it's, it's very obvious that you care about, you know, something other than yourself, which I think is um, maybe the main issue is that people are now only thinking about themselves. They're only thinking about the next, you know, few days um, and that, that's what's being threatened is like people's way of life. You put it perfectly. When someone's survival is threatened, they don't have the capacity to, you know, think outside the box or question what's happening. And if your food is being taken away, what's happened is people's jobs and livelihood is being taken away. The very air that we breathe is being muzzled with these bullshit masks. And I think, you know, the move to Arizona was a very good move. You have your, and I think this is what we're going to see a lot of is uh, people that are self-sufficient. They don't need to rely on the traditional power structures. Uh, so they have the capacity to, you know, fight back a little bit. If you're dependent on the government for a paycheck, which is what they want, uh, then you have to do what they say and you have to get vaccinated. Um, 
which you know doesn't work in the first place but this this is a an incredibly uh important and you know transformative time on the world as a whole and i don't know how many people are really aware of what is at stake and what like you said with the united states kind of being the last bastion of of true freedom uh in that sense as well as being a cultural force itself um in the global fight with it all but you know i i think the whole you know people are more aware that we are in this together which i think is encouraging and i think that we're going to see a lot more people awaken uh in general and you know there's so many people that have been so they've been lied to so directly and so blatantly and their freedoms as a whole have been taken away but i want your thoughts on this so a few of my friends in the space uh they talk about karmic law and they talk about free will and what they are saying or what their theory is is that with these global power grabs and all the rest of the things that are happening is that once that free will law has been breached because at the moment everyone is agreeing to this you know that they've been programmed they've been demoralized so badly by the media and by you know group think like oh you don't want to you don't want to kill grandma do you and so they they're going along with this they're willingly saying okay i'll do this because xyz and do you think there's a distinction between what's going on now and is there a critical mass of people that eventually we just have to say as a whole stop doing this we're not going to take it anymore and then when that shifts to you know directly being against our free will and being held do you think that there's going to be some kind of response from let's say god consciousness on the whole in this situation well <clears throat> i don't know exactly how it rolls out i've just seen the vision that humanity makes it now you know what that means you know obviously the species moves forward i don't know how many people make the shift uh and i do know from the Georgia guidance guidestones in agenda 21 and uh the great uh cope the global reset that they want to call the population to 500 million and i've researched vaccines enough to know that the poisons that are in there um they maim and injure people so that the their customers for life in the pharmaceutical industry but the thing is is you know what what it looks like this modified rna vaccine is is all about is you know it's part part of the agenda like with monsanto where they want to lock up then then the corporations own the gene splicings of these uh of these products so that as soon as as soon as they make these products and they have an intellectual property right and um um you know there was a farmer in in uh in Canada that got sued because the 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 GMOs cross-pollinated with his fields and then they sued him uh and his land for um you know stealing <laughs> this this technology and so um i just see it as a huge totalitarian tiptoe and a, a real evil agenda and um you know spiritually i believe that it is a catalyst for our awakening 
that we are not victims. And as it says in the Vedic scriptures, this is the big cosmic joke. This is just God waking up to God. So that is my working philosophy, um, you know, and not playing the victim at all. This is, this is part of our spiritual awakening. That is, you know, what I believe um, is at play. And uh, this is just awakening the human spirit. I mean, if that makes sense, I mean, that, that's, that's where my head is at. And my mission is to raise human consciousness and change all systems. It's kind of a symbiotic relationship. You can't change systems with, you know, regenerative ag and, and, and recycling and regeneration and all this stuff if the mindset is still at base consciousness and people are following orders. And so it's this whole thing. Do you raise the consciousness or do we start talking about free energy and ushering it in like the Wright brothers wanting to fly like an eagle and Tesla's already developed this and cold fusion was already worked on in the 80s. It's already in the template of man. And you look at the oil structures and the conglomerates and most of the global wars have been based on oil. And so um, you know, my four major solutions, and I ran for president of planet Earth last year, and according, according to me, I won. So my major solutions are free energy, the gift economy, uh, permaculture, and self-care education. When we know how to take care of ourselves, the law of correspondence states as above, so below. So if we all just take care of our own little real estate, the world will be much more healthy. If we invest in organic food, there's more people growing organic farming. And the soil scientists in the British Soil Association say that we only have about 60 years of topsoil left. And so, and this is directly related. This is what replicates the human being's spinal cord, eyeballs. This is what the earth makes us. And so, um, you know, it's a direct symbiotic relationship. And uh, so, so, so free energy, we need that because most of the problems that we have in the, in the world are, are based around oil and then commandeering the natural resources from other parts of the world. And, uh, and then everything's based on the petrodollar. So working in the Amazon, I saw oil exploration as the number one deforestation component. And then subsequently the cutting of the forest and, and, and then growing of, of whatever cash crops are down there. And so oil and money, petrodollar, I, you know, the fake fiat currencies, I do believe are the things that are fundamentally holding us back. Um, and then the gift economy I am calling forth because I believe that brothers and sisters, you know, have unique gifts. Some people like to take care of children. Some people like to, 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 to make children. Some people like to grow food. Some, you know, everyone has their unique, some people like to sing music and everyone has their effortless genius. But right now we're being, you know, educated mm -hmm. to fit our square peg in a round hole, get an education, get a good job to work for these corporate structures that are, antithetical to life itself on earth and so i do believe that um you know we can move it to something beyond uh even bartering um and and use technology to be our whipping boy instead of the uh, uh other way around um i mean we can build 3d houses right now in you know um 3D printed houses. We can build a three bedroom house in about 20 hours. We have the technology. And again, water, shelter, food, and fire are the four human needs. And fire is represented now with technology because there's electricity for these devices and our cars 
uh, are still you know, burning. So uh, we don't need to throw away technology. We just need to align with the principles of biomimicry, which states life creates conditions conducive for life. And so if we align with those, and there's many people working on this regenerative ag, regeneration of the plastics in the oceans, et cetera, we can solve our problems but not at the same level of mind that created them. So a lot of people want to solve problems with throwing money over here or throw money over there or don't let people do this. Or, but we're not uh, doing things holistically to the root level in solving our problems. We're just robbing Paul to pay Peter and uh, we're not solving our problems. Yeah, I think uh, it's very important to note what you said about as above, so below, and everyone taking care of themselves would lead to a collective healing of the unconscious. And, you know, I always recommend to people, if you want to change the world, you have to change yourself, whether that's changing your mental attitudes, whether that's solving the traumas that you have in yourself that are enabling you to be controlled by these uh, media and the corporations as a whole if you can figure out yourself if you can take care of your uh food supply your shelter and you know i'm not saying that i'm there yet because i'm not i'm not gonna pretend that i'm off the grid but you know i'm one day i'll be working towards that uh, and i think we we have less time uh really than we realize but if you're still relying on the structures that are in place, especially, like you said, most people are working for dollars and, you know, unconscious of the fact that going to work, getting my dollars and then exchanging my dollars for X, Y, Z. I don't think that that's going to be around for much longer. And, you know, the US dollar being the kind of the thing that everything else is based on uh, in our global economy on the whole, uh, is kind of indicative that it can't last forever. And I think if anything, if you're just, even if you don't believe in all of this stuff, and I think you have to be quite unaware or unconscious if, you're, if you don't kind of see where the wind is blowing, but at a very base level, I think if you can communicate to people, okay, if the supply chain goes down, are you able to locate food in some way, shape or form? Can you rely on your neighbors to, um, look after your children if you go away i mean that's that's part of the issue is that we don't have a community uh in any sense really even if we are living next to our neighbors either we don't know them or everyone's you know the, there's no barter economy in, in that sense it's everyone just working for dollars and and a lot of it is these kind of busy jobs or working in hr or you know these corporate structures and that's it's kind of like what we've been fed from birth and it's it's really is a kind of this whole thing a manifestation of the last however long 60 80 probably going back to 100 years now uh with the first world war or even before that is that there are you know from the get-go we have been fed this power structure which doesn't align with true human values and I'm sure you kind of had this direct experience uh, working in the Amazon and all the rest of it is that there is another way. And as soon as we take advantage of nature to a certain degree, uh, Mother Nature is going to inevitably um, 
you know, fight back in a way and restore order and restore balance if we do not change tact and change direction the way that we're going in, in this world at the moment. So if, if, if you had to give advice to someone that maybe they're unconscious now and maybe you could just talk about your own personal journey. You mentioned that you had traveled the world doing modeling and acting. What is it that made you first become aware uh, of this kind of extra world or world outside the paradigm that you were uh, operating within before? Well, I, I put a lot of this in my book as well. And uh, I, I just I released a book last year called Ripped at 50, A Journey to Self-Love. And, um, you know, I was just as unconscious as anyone else and uh, went through the industrial age school system and, um, you know, uh, was just chasing paper. Uh, I didn't know anything. No, no one taught. I didn't have elders in my life. I've been on my own since I was 14. And so I didn't have elders. I didn't have an education on here's what you do as a man. Here's what you do. You know, uh, here's what you do in a relationship. Here's what you do when you have kids. You know, there, there, yeah. there was none of that. So I basically just, you know, failed my way through, through, through life trying to figure it out. I was in college and I'm, I'm intelligent, but I was on like the, 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 the fast train or the slow train to nowhere basically. And, and when the modeling came up, I was like, oh, I can make money in this and there's some good money in it, I, I thought, you know, or you get paid a lot for a job. And so I was like, oh, I could do this, you know, and, and I, I, I was just unconscious and I hated that industry because it was a very soul robbing industry. And most of the agents had some form of sexual dysfunction. You know, the men that were straight were trying to bang the young girls and then all the gay agents were trying to bang the guys and it was all this sexual <laughs> innuendo. It was really disgusting. And yeah. it, it really ate away my soul. And I'm, you know, I'm a smart person. I'm diligent. I work, I have a good, good work ethic. And when that didn't pan out, like that wasn't good enough. You had to play these games. And it took me a while to realize that in the meantime, drugs and alcohol are free in that industry. So I just kind of extinguished, you know, the fire inside of me or something that was wrong and just tried to fit in. And so I just partied and I got really, you know, heavily into drugs and alcohol. And that actually led me to Vipassana meditation to where, uh, you know, I started to awaken. And then I started working with uh, Maori healers from New Zealand and had my own spiritual healing, spiritual awakening. Um, and then started working in the Amazon and each step of the way was just different levels of, of awareness and awakening. Um, and ultimately I realized, as you stated before, everything is an inside job. I've got to clean up my side of the street first and foremost. And, uh, you know, I, I believe in the principle, the, you know, the I, the we, and the all, you know, one, once you take care of yourself, you recognize that you're connected to the we or the community, you're, you're intrinsically entwined with that. Um, and then ultimately, we're all connected uh, through the soil, through the commons. Um, and, you know, even the geopolitics, you know, we drop bombs on people in the Middle East, they come up through the southern border and start causing, you know, terrorism and stuff like that. It's like, it's a real big mess. And yeah. there is a lot of cause and effect, which is another uh, um, natural law. And so, you know, how can I harmonize myself 
uh, to fit into the society. And then, okay, man always knows what's on the horizon. Traditional man, primal man always knows what's on the horizon to eat and what can potentially eat him or penetrate the perimeter and affect your long-term survival. And so once I realized all that, um, you know, I, I started, um, acting up and, and raising awareness and, um, and I got a lot of flack for that because people are programmed. Hey, are you a doctor? You know, I'm telling people, you know, you should get to bed around 10 and pay attention to your circadian rhythms and drink some water. And people are like, are you a doctor? Are you a scientist? <laughs> you know, and these are what I teach are, are basic fundamental principles. Yeah. I've got plenty of philosophy and esoteric studies and ideas about the future. But the fact of the matter is, you know, human beings, you know, they need to pay attention to their basic biological function, their physiological function, and the psychological function and how we operate in the world. And, you know, <clears throat> doing the best I can um, to come to my own realizations so that I can share that authentically with the world, not just being a talking head about theories. And so, um, Anyhow, I got a little lost in that. If you could ask that question again, or yeah, so just your path of awakening and people that are involved with it now, and how can they spread that personally to people that, let's say, they're unawake or unaware of these things and still operating the traditional power structures? Well, I think it really needs to be said a lot about culture and. Uh, you know, sex sells is not going away anytime ever. Hollywood is based on Marilyn Monroe, sexy, and James Dean, cool, and everything from Coca-Cola and McDonald's and and underarm deodorant and all sorts of other poisons in in your personal products are marketed. You know, with this psychological element that if you don't have this, then you won't get the girl, which is getting laid, which is part of love, which is procreation. And there's, you know, the prime directive for a human being is number one, stay alive, and number two, procreate. Otherwise, we don't have this whole human experiment. And so yeah. they use this, the, the, the hormones, which are very powerful uh, uh, communicator, chemical communicators inside the body, with fear and uh, sex. And, you know, America is a, a, a puritanical country, so we deny this, the sex in our primal nature, yet the internet has completely been built by pornography. And so there's there's just layers and layers of, of dysfunction. And it took me you know, to realize that ultimately I had to look in the mirror and if I wanna be, um, if I want a loved one, if I want to procreate, you know, I'm gonna look in the mirror, I'm gonna be the best that I can. Uh, and that's gonna come down to health and health that you're not gonna find on the TV. You're not gonna find it in uh, the medical industry. They only study two days to two weeks of nutrition maximum. And the father of yeah. modern medicine, Hippocrates in the third century BC said, let thy food be thy medicine and thy medicine mm. be thy food. And the forces that created us are the forces that heal us. The body is a self healing mechanism. You know, you get a cut on your finger and it will heal itself. So the body is no different any, in any other aspect. And I work with high performance athletes and uh, my mentor is the top rehab guy in the world. He's uh, rehabbed more medically retired athletes the tune of multi-million dollar careers than anyone on the planet. And so this holistic stuff works. I work with Robbie Madison, 
who is the evil Knievel of today. He's broken all evil Knievel's records. He jumped Caesar's palace. These guys break bones and they get back in the game. Most of these bones and, and injuries that they've suffered would sideline and uh, any human being for the rest of their life. And these guys keep going, keep keep riding their motorcycles, keep making world records. You know, Danny Way uh, had a broken neck in 94. And my mentor, Paul Check, you know, rehabbed him. He's been breaking world records ever since. The doctor said, go home, you're never gonna walk again. Um, you know, Robbie Madison, they said, you're never gonna ride a motorcycle again. You know, go home to basically die. And, uh, yeah. and they healed themselves. So it is completely potentially possible uh, without the medical industry. So we, so let me just tie that in. Look in the mirror. You want change in the world? Look in the mirror. Change yourself first. You want to attract a mate. You want to be grounded, you know, you know, physically sexy or whatever, then you're going to have to align with natural principles. My book is yeah. not about me. My book is about when applying holistic fundamental universal law and fundamental principles, the body goes back to its primal state. I'm 55 now and I'm getting in better and better shape as you know, time rolls on. I don't, I'm not a gym rat at all. And uh, so I think if we just look in the mirror and we ask what we want, because most people want love and connection, and that usually comes down to a marriage and, and maybe children and a family. And fundamentally, if women need 22% body fat to have children, otherwise they're gonna suck the nutrition out of the bones. Lo and behold, what do we have? Osteoporosis. We got postpartum depression. The minerals aren't in the soil. So autoimmune is going through the roof. You add that to vaccines and antibiotics and, and glyphosate that's in the soil and it's killing the gut microbiome. And so basically people are fat and sick and they don't know why. And they, and they yeah. have a recourse except for something like my channel. Um, and, and they start to awaken. They can witness other people that have clear minds, sexy bodies, you know, clean skin, uh, spelt, you know, six pack abs. I have six pack abs because I finally healed my gut. My whole quest was when I was modeling, I was bloating and I was putting, you know, things that weren't good for my body and <clears throat> inflammatory agents and it affected my digestion, it affected my cognitive function, it affected everything. So when I started to reel that in and really heal myself and optimize, Lo and behold, that's what my book is all about. You know, if I can do it, anyone can do it. And it's just simply aligning with uh, natural principles. So again, the solution always for all the dysfunction outside in the world is to look in the mirror. Yeah, no, that's that's such a good point. Uh, a lot of guys that I work with, it'll be, you know, they want to get jacked. They want to get put on more muscle and it seems to be so like focused on just diet and exercise and they are large pieces of the puzzle and diet in the sense that they're not talking about herbs they might take or roots they might take or you know they're not even considering really the organic side it's just okay what kind of meat should I eat and what time and how many meals a day and it's it's a very um, hyper specific view and I think that that's just been shaped by culture again um, but really, like, if, if you want to be the most jacked you can be, then you have to be, uh, you have to look at the whole picture holistically, 
get rid of all the nasties that are in our diet, all the environmental stresses, all the exogenous stresses that are in our day-to-day lives. And the first of all, and you know, let's maybe get a little bit deeper into the breathwork side of things. I really love how you put it in that first video. You said, what is, you know, what's the thing that you can do the least amount of time without? And that's the breath. Most people have gone their entire lives not really breathing properly. And a big one is um, not breathing through the nose. We are meant to breathe through the nose for most of our breathing. And I'm sure there are specific situations where, you know, you can breathe through the mouth. Um, But can you talk a little bit about how the breath is kind of the the essence of life uh, and and the kind of functions and physiological changes that people can see when they delve into proper breath work and what are your favorite breath works to do and implement in what you do in your life well i think for, first and foremost we have to recognize recognize that uh overall breathing mechanics affect cellular respiration and poor cellular respiration is directly related to premature aging. If the cells aren't getting oxygenated, the uh, mitochondria uh, is not gonna function optimally and we have what, 75 trillion cells inside of us. So that's why I do the breath work in the ice bath. I went to Dave Asprey's Bulletproof conference a couple years ago and you know i saw three days of all this stuff and there was plenty of exogenous expensive equipment i consider myself the endogenous biohacker so at the end of this whole conference this weekend um and they were selling cryo machines and 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 the best sleeping mattresses and all and herbs and all that stuff but what the what the guy said at at the final uh, lecture was that breath and ice are the keys to optimization for the mitochondria and so if if that's true then um let's maximize potential with 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 that and lo and behold i do a little breath work i pop in an ice bath and you feel amazing your 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 75 trillion cells that make up your muscles your tendons your ligaments your skin uh, are completely activated at the highest potential and so you feel better you know, three minutes in an ice bath and maybe 10 minutes worth of breath work before, you know, that's enough for a workout. Maybe that's why my body is maintaining its structure uh, and and um, um, uh, optimization uh, is because I do so much of that. I've, I've been out of the gym since the lockdown and uh, the cover of my book, you know, that was two years uh, uh, in Gold's Gym consistently and not lifting heavy weights because I'm 50. And I don't want to pound so much protein and and bog down my digestive uh, uh, my digestive yeah. system, um, which affects my metabolism, which affects my cognitive function. So I like to fast, and lo and behold, I think it, you know breath, ice, and fasting. You know these are the top things for for optimization. You know sleep, hydration. These are all fundamental stuff. You still need that, but. If you want to optimize, those those things are tools. So again, back to the breathing mechanics. Most people are, your panic receptors are in your neck. So if you're mouth breathing, you're activating cortisol. And so the the one time then you want to uh, open up your mouth and breathe is when you're running or sprinting from a lion, right? Those mechanisms exist for a reason. You don't need to be uh, in that position like a lion's chasing you at all times. That's going to break the body down elevated cortisol stores fat and uh, shuts down digestion 
And so, uh, you know, an overweight body is a stressed body. So I, I put the seven factors of stress in my book to, to people think stress is an emotional outburst, but that's, that's actually um, far down the road from the, these hormonal imbalances. And so it's not that cortisol is bad, that keeps us alive. It's elevated chronic cortisol breaks the body down. And so, um, you know, we have, to, we have to look at that. We have to look at the stress factors if we choose to have more of an optimal, peaceful um, uh, uh, life. Uh, in all aspects, you know, both, both, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And so look no further than your own breathing mechanics if you're interested in optimizing. And of course, Joe Rogan had James, James Nestor on, and he did all the scientific research on it. They plugged up the nose, and he was mouth breathing, I think, for two weeks or 10 days. And he got diabetes, and he was uh, on his way to get another. He had multiple diseases, and it took him at least two days just to feel better and so uh the, the the proof is in the pudding and, and lo and behold you know people should tape their mouth shut to see how much mouth breathing they're doing they should check in with yeah. their nasal passages and see how they're actually working because if you have any dysfunction in the body look no further than your breathing uh and also what you're ingesting the environment that you're living in i had black mold uh, poisoning in my house as well so when people have these mystery diseases and and stuff the first thing that i do is is have them look at their environment and you, you look at bruce lipton's body of work and epigenetics you know it's not necessarily your genes it's how they express and 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 that comes down to the nutrition you feed yourself and the environment that you're in and so and the nutrition can also be mental structures and so uh or mental mm. concepts and so so it's all super super related and it seems convoluted but it's actually very simple and again get into an ice bath, tape your mouth shut at night, uh, start training with your mouth shut, really uh, make that a meditation while you're lifting weights and all that stuff and just really see where you're at. Because if you're looking to get those gains, uh, then you're gonna wanna look at your breathing, you're gonna wanna look at your hydration, you're gonna wanna look at your sleep. I get more mileage out of my sleep than I do in the gym. You know, it's like I get more mileage out of my nutrition than I, than I get in the gym. So, yeah. uh, because I haven't been in the gym in a year and my body's just as yoked as it was before I was in the gym. You know, maybe I lost a little bit of muscle and strength, but um, maybe I gained that in tendon strength and, uh, and flexibility because I'm hiking more um, and I'm more functional. You know, my body can, can, can move. I can go into a full squat. I can, I, I can, um, and my body can function. I, I can get my hands over my head. I, I do a lot of Qigong. And so, um, you know, I know people that, that, you know, they've got shoulder issues. I see them on the dance floor and stuff. And, you know, they're dancing like their body doesn't work or like they're a 70 year old human being. And so yeah. um, it's all interrelated, but breath, I mean, and breath will set you free. You know, you want, look at the body of work from Wim Hof. He had, his wife died of cancer. He had four children. He was extremely stressed out and he was studying yoga at the time. And he just figured out the ice piece and the breath piece and uh, it saved his life. And that's why, that's why I got into breath work was because I went through a divorce and one of my friends taught me, you know, some ancient techniques and lo and behold, bammo. I cleared my head and I was able to function. And so while I was dealing with so much emotional 
challenges, um, I just kept breathing. And then of course the ice just made me feel good. And so I fell into, uh, you know, doing that type of work, not copying Wim at all. I've never studied with him and his friends send me texts. He loves me. And, and, uh, um, you know, it's just by default, you kind of find these things, you know, you know, once you find yourself in a hellish situation. Um, and so, you know, that's why, you know, we want to look at things in balance. There's two forces that are always guiding us, yin and yang, masculine, feminine, inhalation, exhalation. And the ancient sages have always said, walk the middle, the middle path, walk the razor's edge, find that balance because the pendulum swings both ways. If you go, you know, live a complete austere life or you're doing sexual transmutation, you're not ejaculating, well, there can be problems. There can be vascular impingements. There can be, you know, when you get around sex, then the pendulum swings the completely opposite way. So find the balance as much as possible um, in an imbalanced world. And that is challenging right now. But the great thing is, is that we have the internet and the information is available. We can just get back to our breath. We can just look in the mirror uh, and then start working to get clean water into our body, clean food into our body. Lo and behold, like uh, the, the motocross champions that I work with and my mentor has healed in the past, um, you could, the human body heals. It's, it's a miracle <laughs> what you can do mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. It's not just physical. Yeah, I, I think... Uh... I, I wanted to discuss that because it's within my sphere that I operate within the, uh, the semen retention is uh, a topic at the moment that I personally do it to, to great use, I feel. Uh, and I feel a lot more alive and spiritually aware uh, after a, long, a longer period of retaining semen. And I, I it's something that I recommend to young guys because it is so pervasive in our culture now that guy, young guys they watch porn and if they're not watching porn it's hookup culture and it's as many girls as possible or uh whatever else but that is really such a massive drain on the masculine essence uh which has other far-reaching consequences but also the the literal uh, you know physical makeup of semen itself um, draining your body of all the minerals like zinc and um, the other stuff that goes into it and if you're constantly depleting your body of that no wonder we have so many weak effeminate guys they're losing their hair um, they can't really make gains in the gym is because it, if you're masturbating and releasing your masculine essence that way uh, twice a day every single day then what do you think is going to happen and I think it's a fairly unknown uh, or maybe taboo subject. Again, it's like you can't discuss sexuality in our culture, but yeah. everyone knows what sex is or is so deep into it. It's like second driving force. It's like it, it doesn't make sense to not discuss. Um, so I think people should, you know, just discuss the ideas for their worth. Don't get like upset by talking about these things. Everyone's human. Everyone has these feelings. And if you can be, you know, logical about it and, you know, try these ideas out for themselves. It's like most guys, they'll say, no, dude, I'm not going to bust nuts. I love doing that. So I'm not going to not bust nuts. You know, that it's, it's very, uh, you know, built into the consciousness. But 
just try it for yourself. That's all I'll say. You know, don't, you don't need to, they'll come back and say, well, this study said that my testosterone raises after seven days and then, you know, and then it goes down. It's like, okay, this one study in this one isolated case may have shown that, but you know, the spiritual side of it. And if, if you could go into a little bit more depth with your experience with serum retention, and also you mentioned the negatives of these things, because I'm interested in those as well, because, you know, obviously I'm doing it and I, I want people to look at both sides with everything that we talk about, you know, there's, there's always going to be drawbacks with everything and people should figure out what works for them. Um, so what's your experience with serum retention on the whole? Well, I think, you know, and I, I'm experimenting it with my, myself i grew up on pornography as well and so i'm really getting a handle on it now and now that i've been off of pornography for two years <clears throat> i see the effects not only in my own life but in culture um you know how i how i treat my 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 partners um it it it, it run it, it runs deep where my mindset is um you know, I'm, I'm divorced now, so I'm out there dating. Um, and, you know, I like women, but I also realize that, that emotionally there is no free lunch. You have sex with a woman and you get the yeah. quantum entanglement with their emotional yeah. body, depending on what traumas she, they've had as a child, also their genetics. Um, and so there's a huge responsibility uh, with having sex. And I think because of porn and uh, there's just not a lot of education on sexuality my son just turned 13 and i got him um i got him uh, a message you know i found I, I i found him you know masturbating on the computer or whatever and i, I didn't want to shame him at all and i said look you're, you're you're getting older and you know i'm a holistic health practitioner let's get your mom's sexual kung fu teacher who studied with montauk chia let's get you a session mm. and th and then that way it's talked about professionally the guy is an incredible teacher. He's a very gentle soul. Um, my son didn't feel threatened. Actually, my, my son loved it. And now he's got a, this T-shirt that says, Virginity rocks. <laughs> so, you know, good, good. So at least he knows about his own genitalia and from a perspective of power, right? And the power that yeah. it holds and that you can create and make children. So, and, and there's nothing more divine. And I think David Data wrote a book called uh, Finding God Through Sex. There's nothing more divine uh, than that experience. And I've, I've worked as best I could to create that with my wife and uh, we, we had so many challenges I mean it's it's just layered and uh, so let's go back so the good things about semen retention uh, it's been said that the Jing life force energy that's what comes out of your 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 kidneys and when that's over with you're dead you're 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 spent and uh, yeah. ejaculation for men uh, is what depletes that uh, Jing life force energy and uh women having childbirth is what depletes theirs for women what replenishes their jing is um is orgasm for men which what replenishes their jing is you know everything from nutrition and sleep but also withholding the ejaculation and not expending that the the the, the energy and the semen um, that has all those minerals that you stated before and, and all that life force energy. And so the, uh, the other side to that is, you know, 
that energy is a powerful force. So if we're just stunting it and we don't have the other sexual Kung Fu practices, so I do the ball slapping, uh, the, the kneeing, rolling, uh, making sure uh, there's no vascular impingements. You know, you've got prostate issues uh, with men. I basically, I've heard, if you basically make it over 65, you're gonna, you're basically gonna die of prostate cancer nowadays. And so, so having an awareness of your junk um, and, the, and the power it wields and giving it attention, uh, massaging it, you know, even, even the great Steve Maxwell, who's been on London Real, he talks about all of that and activating the vagus nerve and uh, doing your sexual kung fu exercises. There's also stuff that you can do in the anus uh, and activate the prostate. Um, you know, there's advanced techniques to this. And it's also said, you know, people are anal retentive. So we hold a lot of that fear in our pelvic floor. And, you know, the yeah. advanced practices are, are butt plugs and helping those muscles to relax. Um, and then also massaging the prostate, which is an ancient technique. It's called the uh, Ni Si Chang or something like that. Uh, Karsai, there's where they go in the internal organs or they work with the internal organs through the abdominal uh, wall in a massage, but also they go up into the anus and they massage the prostate and all the musculature around there. And this is both men and women. I've taken a, I've taken a course on that. And so, uh, and it's a deep exploration into our own humanity and what makes us, you know, tick and sexuality is one of the numero unos. And so, so the bottom line is, is, so the awareness, so if you're going to abstain, that's great. Let's channel that energy. So there's, there, you can do kegels and you can pump the, 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 the pelvic floor, squeeze your taint, whatever you want to call it, and bring that, that synovial fluid and that kundalini energy up into uh, the third eye. And then, of course, mm. uh, meditation, the microcosmic orbit is also meditate and drop that energy down in through the organs to heal the organs. So you're taking all that sexual power and you're healing the body. Um, and, and that is actually the practice when you are engaged in intercourse. You can do tongue lock and intercourse and uh, ride the wave of orgasm so the man doesn't uh, ejaculate. And so the women can have long-term pleasure and then the women can replenish their jing. And this is what true sex magic or sex healing is, uh, is yeah. when the man doesn't ejaculate. Now, this is, it's called a sexual Kung Fu practice or a martial arts practice for a reason. That doesn't make you perfect, but you practice yeah. and you want to find uh, a partner that is also uh, interested in this and adept. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, it, it just becomes about the sex act. And yeah. uh, so again, the yin and the yang about it. So you're going to replenish your jing. You're going to harness your energy. You're going to channel it. That's going to help you with your uh, progression towards enlightenment or awareness or whatever you want to call it. Um, your own uh, awakening to your own divinity. So it's going to help that practice. Now, if you're not ejaculating, again, there can be a buildup down there. If you don't have the microcosmic orbit meditation down and or a sexual Kung Fu practice, then uh, that can stagnate. And if you're having sex and just not ejaculating, you can get blue balls and mm. that hurts. And so, you know, me personally, I have a, an extreme amount of energy. It's just the way I was born in my template. 
And so I think it's good for me to ejaculate every once in a while, maybe every six weeks or three weeks. It really just depends. And um, yeah. it really depends how I feel. Also, as I get older, my sex drive, I can feel it diminish. Uh, now, I'm very healthy, so I get very hard and, and, and I can have sex for hours. And so, um, um, but there also was a time where I had premature ejaculation. I was circumcised as a child. The sensitivity down there is a little diminished. I didn't know what I was doing. No one taught me. So I would just go and get all excited and woo, bust a nut within three to five minutes, you know? And it's like yeah. everything was over with. And that went yeah. on for years until I started studying this. So I think, you know, I think Joe Rogan brought up this point, and this is what helped me in my own practice. He said, you know, uh, withholding ejaculation is great, but there can be a buildup of energy. And that energy, if you don't circulate it properly, uh, can, can, can cause vas vascular impingements. It can cause pain with the blue balls. Um, and so it really just comes down to balance. And the way I teach people is to activate your primal animal as much as possible and trust in your intuition or the voice of God that's yeah. inside of you, or the all-knowing element. Just tell yourself that you know, and, and everything will be all right. Even if you fall on your face, you're going to learn fundamentally what not to do in, in the future. So you can't really make a, a bad decision. You're either living or learning. And so, uh, so, so like Steve Maxwell says, play with yourself, you know? Get down there and play with yourself. <laughs> take take the towel. Get underneath your nuts. You know, hey, is there any fucking cancer stuff in your nuts? Is there any pain? You know, figure that stuff out. You know, roll, yeah. roll your dick and get the uh, the vagus nerve <laughs> activated. Like like play with yourself. Like really feel and know what you're made of. And of course, I've got another viral video out there right now with the ball slapping. You know, this yeah. is just extreme sexual kung fu and and and. Um, you know, ancient Chinese secret, and uh, but it's what's powerful. happening there. Well, it, stimu it stimulates everything, and it goes right up into your kidneys. I mean, you get kicked in the balls; it hurts, right? So basically, yeah. what, you're, what you're doing is you're stimulating yourself so you can handle that level of, of pain, and then you become much more resilient, anti-fragile, and so um, and it's a practice. So you're building on it, and you know, I just. Ryan Ryan uh, Rhino Ryan Hughes, the motocross champion of the world, he was the one who uh, turned me on to that. And I had already been doing uh, kneading and ball rolling uh, because the I think the Chinese what they call it the golden eggs. You you have to you know cultivate that energy down there and make sure it's all mixed around and it's it's got its own you know it's functioning you know it's got good circulation yeah. uh, it's got good chi. And so slapping the balls is going to up your chi and it goes right up into the kidneys. And again, the kidneys is where the Jing life force energy is. And the Jing, when your Jing is depleted, you're dead. And so if you've got low Jing, you know, it can be shown in your skin, your vitality, your hair, all of these things. So, um, yeah, there's always the yin and yang. And, and, and I don't recommend guys go out there and slap their balls and injure themselves. You know, start kneading them first, start rolling them. Uh, my teacher told me uh, you roll them or slap them um, to the exact amount of age you are. So I'm 55, so I gotta roll my balls in the shower or slap them 
you know, about 55 times. Me, I'm a little bit of a health nut, so I do it about 155 times a day. So I want everything coming to me. Uh, that's good, man. And I, ever since seeing your video, I've been trying it out, and I will say, uh, you know, anecdotal evidence is that uh, it, it definitely feels, it's an interesting feeling, and it does feel like you're charging up yourself in a way. And it's also like, I, I feel like my core muscles relax in a certain way that is a bit different to normal uh, when I do it as well, which is very interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had to go into that a little bit deeper because I had so many questions from people wanting to get your thoughts on it. And are ball sunning as well. That's are the we same, live? right? Yeah, are we live right now? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, the perineum sunning, I mean, my friend Ra of Earth, um, my friend and business partner, you know, he's he's a he's a elite CrossFit. I think he's 0.01% CrossFitter. And he wasn't, you know, he was an athlete, he was a hockey player, but he just liked to play out in nature and do yoga and cross train and all this stuff. And, you know, he broke records and, and reached the top of that that field. And and then him and me grew up, grew our hair out kind of at the same time. And uh, we were hanging out together and he studied Kundalini yoga and all the technology in there. So whether you get the Taoist information from the Chinese or the yogis, I mean, this is all fundamental uh, uh, principles and it's very esoteric. And so some of the more advanced stuff is, you know, perineum sun, or at least getting naked sun. Naked sun feels amazing. I would, I, when yeah. I tried it when I was younger, I was like, walking out in the woods and it's like why do i have a boner you know it's like <laughs> that life force that. It, yeah and you know it, it it really activates you having nude sun naked sun and so so he studied it a little bit more extensively and uh you know the nervous system of the hair and the, and the reception of, of, of that and he would teach this on on social media and we did a men's retreat one time and we had a, we were up at my other business partner's land he's got 10 teepees on it and he got three guys to go drop trowel and it was filmed perfectly because they were they were uh i think they were they were naked in the shade, so so they they didn't get the video didn't get banned. And then he turned around and he said, "In thirty seconds, these guys will get more energy from the sun than you would, you know, being out in eight hours with 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 it on with your clothes on in thirty seconds." Yeah. And then these guys, he put it back on the TP, and these guys had their their legs in the air, so they had like <laughs> three, three triangles with the TP triangles. And trying triangulation and TP <laughs> triangulation and pyramid energy has a lot of power. And sure enough, Johnny Knoxville shared it and then it went viral. And then it went super viral because they picked it up on radio and, and Australia. And then uh, Rolling Stone picked it up and New York Post picked it up. And they were just making fun of it. And they brought on dermatologists and said, Aren't you going to burn your asshole? And, and yeah. it's like, <laughs> he, said, he said 30 seconds not three hours. And so, yeah. so, and lo and behold, you know, don't take my word for it. Next time, you know, and remember you're in society, so nudity, you know, can be a, a, a lawbreaker. So you have to make sure you're not gonna break the law and you go out there and you try it. You tell me how you feel. You know, everybody yeah. wants scientific, you know, uh, information, but 
um, they're programmed by research bias that they think is science. Science is the methodology of observation, ever evolving as we evolve. Two thirds of all uh, Nobel prizes in science get overturned, I think within like 10 years, you know? And so, so people are all doped up on science, but just go get your ball sack and your butthole in the sun and you tell me how you feel. It's very energizing. And again, it re replenishes Jing. You know, it gives you, it gives you energy. And so, um, you know, try it or don't try it. It's esoteric. It's kind of like drinking urine or, or ball slapping, you know? It's not for everybody. Um, there's a huge psychological barrier there. But if you yeah. try it and you have a good experience, you know, it's it's personal. It's anecdotal. Um, yeah, you don't need a study to prove that kind of stuff. Um, I did have a question um, that I wanted to ask you in terms uh, related to the sun and this the it's about the pervasiveness of sunscreen itself and. I personally, I think it's uh, just a result of, again, one of those scientific institutions that we are, we've lived with the sun for thousands and thousands of years. And only recently now do we need sunscreen every single time we're gonna go out in the sun. And, you know, luckily these companies profit from sunscreen. Hmm, I wonder how that happened. And, hmm. you know, these, these horrific chemicals that we're now seeing are you know very toxic they're not even like you know out of harmless chemicals as such but we're getting this double whammy of uh, health issues that we are preventing our bodies from receiving the sun's natural healing energies from timing the circadian rhythm um from you know improving our sex drive and all the innumerable benefits of sun exposure on top of that we are blocking it all out with a sunscreen and then the sunscreen chemicals themselves are going to wreak havoc with our endocrine systems and whatever else so you obviously probably wouldn't use sunscreen right well i remember in the 90s and i was living in miami beach at the time and i had i was working uh in italy as well so i I would see all my friends from milan come out there and the italians would just hang out on the beach for 10 hours and I'm like, and I'm like, you don't think the sun's bad for you? Because there was all this propaganda at the time. And I think the ozone layer and, and there was a lot of melanoma yeah. happening in Australia. And they were just using this as news reports. And the Italians just laughed. And they're like, you know, we've been yeah. eating clean food, Mediterranean diet, olive oil, and, you know, high quality cheeses and fats. And this is what protects your skin. And it's like, we love the sun and you look better with a tan. And I was like, damn, these guys are right. You know, intuitively, yeah. I was just like, and they just laughed at the whole sunscreen thing. And, and that was my first inclination. It wasn't until years later that I really understood sunlight. And I put this in my book as well. There's 1500 elements of the, of the, of the, of the visible light spectrum. And if you got sunglasses, it's blocking them out. And I say, you know, the first forms of nutrition are breath and sunlight. And so if you're blocking that, you're going to be depleting yourself of essential nutrients. And of course, Jack Cruz has done all the research on blue light now and how this affects the hormones and helps elevate, you know, stress. And, you know, the sun heals us on so many levels, especially if you look at fungus and viruses and what it does to the skin and, and, and what type of uh, microbes live on the skin. So it's very, very healthy for us. But the thing is, is you've got to have the proper nutrition, the antioxidants, the uh, natural nutrition that has uh, 
that turns your body into basically a photovoltaic, you know, uh, sunlight machine. And so mm. you gotta have the nutrition. Uh, I don't recommend, you know, being in an office building for 50 weeks out of the year, then busting out to Miami or the Caribbean and uh, <laughs> getting two, two, you know, two weeks worth of sun, burning the shit out of your sun because it's not acclimated, right? Acclimated, yeah. number one. Number two, that you got chemicals on it, that clogs up your lymphatic system. Um, and then that's what gives you skin care, skin, skin cancer. In my humble opinion, uh, you're clogging up your lymphatic system, you're putting these toxic compounds into the body, um, you don't have the antioxidants, and then of course, you're gonna have skin mutations and problems if you burn the skin. So I, I you know, I. On my butthole sunning video that I made with Ra of Earth, I, I go through this in, in, in detail. It's, a, it's worthy of watching because it's a, quite a funny video. And uh, the, the, so when you put the nutrition into the body, you take off the sunglasses and you acclimate yourself to, to the sun. And if you need sunscreen, wear a hat or a shirt. I mean, what yep. is, you know, I went down to the Amazon, you know, and it's like, yeah, your shoulders get, you know, pretty toasty. And so put something over that. When I go to Hawaii, it's the same thing. Or when, I, when I'm in the desert and I'm doing festivals or something, you know, I, I'll, I'll wear a shirt. I'll, I'll have a hat on. I just got back from, from snowboarding and my nose did get a little, a li a little burnt, uh, but it's healing quickly. I have good, I have high quality um, skincare that's made from plants with like breedy oil and rosehip seed oil. These are the highest concentrated source of beta carotene. And beta carotene and the carotenoids have natural sun protection in them. That's how these yep. plants develop. They take equatorial sun bouncing off the, 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 the Amazon and you know, very hot, high temperatures, and they turn it into nutrients. And these nutrients are readily available you know, on the world market. Marco Polo, you know, he brought all these types of herbs and spices and all that stuff. And now that we have the global economy, you know, there's all sorts of these nutrients that are readily available uh, all over the world. And, you know, now because we have plane travel, you know, we've created manifest destiny. Again, human beings aren't victims, but now that we've created manifest destiny and we basically conquered the world, now we have to go backwards and align back with nature because conquering the mm. world is actually killing us. And so, uh, but let's take advantage of the technology that's available. These plants from the rainforest and these other type of plants that are on the marketplace, you can heal the body. You know, my advice to people out there, you want to affect change, vote with your dollars. Clearly your vote doesn't matter. All this yep. Biden, Trump weirdo shit that happened. It's like, clearly your vote doesn't matter, but the corporations and the way economies work, uh, and until we change the systems, vote with your dollars. That will change the systems. Vote with your dollars on your own bloodstream. Protect your neck, as the Wu-Tang Clan said. You know, be cognizant of what actually is going on and then align with nature as much as possible without going neurotic and, and you know, being so anti. You know, we've got to blend in. It's that balance again. Do you think it's possible to shift the current states uh, away from its kind of implosion death march in, in terms of the economy and, and where it's going like yes. is, if we operate yeah. within the paradigms that we have now no. with everyone choosing to yeah. 
now. You know, vote with the dollar or anything? Well, you, we can start inching towards it and it's already happening. So yeah, do I think we can change? Yes. Can we solve our problems with the same level of mind that created it? Einstein said no. So, so yeah, we have to shift the paradigm. Voting with our dollars, so we're in between two worlds, the new world that's coming online and the old world. And so, um, and you have to stay, you know, you know, balanced in that. You can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. We're not in the gift economy right now. We're in a debt slave system. We're in very competition. So you got to protect your neck. You've got to be strong in economy. You've got to be strong with your entrepreneurial endeavors, with your side hustles. You have to be strong or you're not going to eat organic food or you'll be programmed that you can't afford it. Put yourself yeah. first. Love yourself first. You can't love another one unless you love yourself first. And feeding yourself food is important if you want to love yourself. Feeding yourself poison is a great way to give yourself a disease. And so... <laughs> So voting with your dollars is essential for where we're at right now. And remember, it's always about emergent present moment reality. The fantasy of the new paradigm that we're creating, it's just simply not here yet. And so, and, and clearly what we've created in the past with all the world wars is not working. And so, so stay in the present moment, do the best that you can, and voting with your dollars on your own bloodstream is critical for that if you want to have a healthy, balanced, vital life. Maybe people listening to this enjoy being sick, weak, dysfunctional, <laughs> not having their dreams met. So, you know. I hope not. I hope no one out there is really like that. But who knows? To each their own, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to delve into a, a little bit um, maybe the last topic we kind of cover. Uh, you mentioned that you had a, uh, a DMT trip in the Amazon, and is that something that you sought out? Was it a transform transformative experience as such? Because I know a lot of people are. I mean, DMT is kind of the upper end psychedelic uh, foray, but. Uh, I'd love for you to break that down, if you don't mind, uh, for us and and talk about just your thoughts on psychedelics for people in general. Yeah, dimethyltryptamine is uh, the active psycho psychoactive ingredient in the chacruna leaf of the uh, ayahuasca brew. So there's uh, Banisteri copy, which is the ayahuasca vine, which has, I do believe they're harmalines. I, I'm not a biochemist, but... Uh, yeah. It's something like the harmalines neutralize the stomach acids. So when the DMT from the chacruna, uh, it will uptake uh, and activate pineal gland. Now, the, every cell in the human body has uh, dimethyltryptamine in it. It's released in a uh, near-death experience. It's released in birth. So they say that the uh, the uh, it's been said that the children that go through C-sections uh, the psychologists have big challenges with them because they don't have that mystical um, spirit molecule experience when the vagina squeezes the brain and activates the DMT when you are born. Mm. And so it's also experienced in a lucid dreaming. So if you practice lucid dreaming or any kind of dream, I mean, that is a psychedelic trip right there produced by your own pharmacopoeia inside the human body. So that's dimethyltryptamine. Now, 
there is a molecule called 5-MeO-DMT, which comes from the Bufo alivarius uh, frog in the Sonoran Desert, very close to where I'm, I'm, I'm at right now in Arizona, uh, northern Mexico and, and southern Arizona. And so uh, that was discovered that you could activate this in a very short amount of time by uh, smoking or ingesting that. And Rick Straussman did a uh, scientific document called DMT, the spirit molecule, so people can read more in depth about it. And I do believe there are two different kinds. And again, I'm not a biochemist. I just made a video on this and somebody called me out on it. Um, I think there are two types of uh, DMT and they get activated. Also mushrooms have tryptamines in them as well, but it is not specifically a, a DMT experience. Um, and then the ayahuasca has it in the chacruna leaf and many plants from, I do believe, morning glory, um, gypsum weed. Um, and I know that chemists up here can make it uh, so they can synthesize it from many of the green plants. So that it's, it's readily available in nature and inside of our own body. And the breath work activates it as well. So, yeah. um, so but the, and then the ayahuasca, the, the difference between these is I think it's a shotgun approach where you're going to go meet God and become the sum total of the all or a buzzing, humming, sacred geometric. <laughs> you just basically become <laughs> God within 20 yeah. minutes, you know, and, and the trip's over within 20 minutes. But it could seem like, you know, lifetimes being in that experience. Um, and then the ayahuasca also have a, has a purgative effect and it goes through the nervous system in your lineage. And so it, it's a much deeper journey. Now they're both valuable. And here's the newsflash. If anybody's doing psychedelics or expecting this, that, or the other thing from, from them, uh, ayahuasca and, and psychedelics is only 50% of the work or less. You have to integrate that messages and information. Um, and it's basically gonna show you your internal makeup and what it's gonna take for your long-term survival. And so uh, when you come out of these journeys, the integration uh, can be up, I would say six months minimum. Um, and you know, don't just run to the ayahuasca shaman every time you wanna get high and see the angels. <laughs> Sometimes the devil comes out, right? People don't expect yeah. that. They, they go to the Amazon, they think they're gonna meet the angels and then their soul gets dredged and all the darkness comes up. And so don't have any expectations when you, when you do these types of medicines. Say your prayers, work with a skilled shaman, one that you resonate with them. A, a, a good skilled shaman's gonna interview you more than you're gonna interview them. And so, because uh, they don't wanna work with people that aren't ready for it because that's just gonna cause problems. And so, uh, so with the ayahuasca, it's more of a soul dredging. It's going to go through your lineage, your DNA, your, your nervous system, where you hold your beliefs. It's going to penetrate the liver, the gallbladder, the intestines. It's going to purify the blood. And uh, it's very effective at that. It's not child's play. Um, and I had profound visions that come in the form of uh, um, uh, knowings uh, and... and um, my daughter is a, and my family is a manifestation of that. And so, um, 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 I lost my train of thought, but so, so just be mindful if you're going to do, if, if you're going to do the, the, the sacred medicines, 
they're incredible tools of awakening, especially in these times of days. I recommend having a, a spiritual ballast, uh, some type of spiritual practice. I was practicing Vipassana meditation before I went into that. I was working with an herbal company. The herbal company had a lot of literature with the ayahuasca shamans, the keepers of the ayahuasca, the Shipipo Indians. There's other tribes, but the Shipipo are well known for it. And their pharmacopoeia, I think, you know, outperforms the Talus pharmacopoeia, which is written 5,000 years ago. Um, you know, there's more plants in the Amazon and their knowledge base is much more extensive. Um, and they mm. get a lot of the information and the spiritual power of each individual plant from drinking the ayahuasca. The ayahuasca taps you into all the nature elements. Um, and so that's how they know out of millions of plants, hey, this one's good for the liver. This one's good for fertility. This one's good for inducing an abortion. Um, you know, all types of uh, uh, medicines down there. These were our original medicines. So the ayahuasca is going to be more arduous, six-hour ceremony, puking, shitting. Um, and the DMT is going to be more of a, if you're in the right mind space, more of a euphoric kind of meeting of the God, meeting God and, uh, you know, having that type of mind-blowing experience. But again, everyone out there listening to this needs to know the integration and take it seriously and... Uh, um, um, it's only 50% of the work. Of course, it's, it's not a band-aid solution. Uh, a lot of people would do well to sort everything out before going to that uh, as much as possible, I think. <clears throat> but, uh, but Troy Casey, I just want to thank you so much for your time, for your wisdom. I am much more confident uh, that we'll get through all this stuff because of people like you out there. And I really appreciate and value and love what you're doing. Uh, for humans as a whole. And I, I just want to thank you so much for that. But also thank you for joining me on the Soulcast. Uh, is there, where are the, the main places people can find you and what are you working on at the moment? So um, I'm in Sedona working on myself as always. Um, I do men's retreats, I do men's work, I do holotropic breath work experiences. Um, I do, you know, holotropic is about an hour and a half of breath work and it, it, it's like a rebirthing experience. Um, mm. So you can, you can work with me directly uh, here in Sedona. People fly in from all around the world to work with me. The, the men's groups, the fathers bring the sons and the sons bring the dads and the moms send the men. And uh, so that's <laughs> Sedona. You can find me at TroyCasey.com where I have most everything on there. My breath work course, my online courses, my book, Ripped at 50, A Journey to Self-Love. I need to send you a digital copy. I'll get my assistant to send that to you if you, if you send me your, you. Uh, your, your, your email. And uh, yeah. yeah, the book's available. I highly recommend the book. Um, we are, uh, I'm on Instagram. Uh, the team's working on getting me on Clubhouse and Telegram. I've been censored. So we will be on BitChute, Rumble. I'm on Patreon. I have my men's global uh, event on uh, Patreon. We meet twice a month where I coach men um, uh, virtually. And uh, you're welcome to join that. Um, and then, yeah, TroyCasey.com, come out to one of my healing experiences. We're July 4th, we're east of Sacramento in an off-grid 
um, music festival place um, and uh, we will be doing music in sky. I have the reunion summit.com right now that's going um, and uh, where people are talking about food sovereignty, uh, natural medicine uh, and the future of man. We did that in the Mojave desert in uh, October. We released it as an online summit. You can go to reunion summit.com forward slash Troy uh, sign up for that. Uh, I do believe all the lectures are free for the, for the first week, and then you'll be updated on the live events from that. And so ultimately if it's not fun, it's not certified health nut. So I bring a lot of, <laughs> I bring a lot of fire, but at the end of the day, you know, I got a heart of gold and I just want to crack some jokes and make light and have a good time. Preach. All right, brother. Thanks so much again, and um, we'll speak to you next time. Okay, God bless. Thank you so much, brother. God bless. Catch that up.